Okay, so I know it's been a bit of a long night so far. I've never done this before. It's my first time, so be kind, okay? Um, thank you. It's been a long journey. I'm from Dubai originally, born and raised. Been here almost two years now. And I'm here to recount a story which, funnily enough, is a New Year's Eve story. So this is 2012. To set the context right, think BBM Messenger being the main mode of communication in Dubai. Blackberries was the cool thing then. But uh, New Year's Eve, we're supposed to be really pumped up going to this hotel called the Atlantis, which you may have heard of. Another one is in Bahamas, I think. I'm not sure. But this one is at the peak of the Palm Islands, if you've seen on Google Maps or in person. Anyway, so we go there, get ready, get onto the shuttle that's going to take us right to the hotel and to the New Year's Eve party. But like most New Year's Eve nights, it wasn't going as planned. So we were drunk on this shuttle, which was landlocked with all these cars. We trudged along from 9 p.m. all the way till 2 a.m., didn't even get to the venue, turned right back around, and went back to the metro station. Yeah, great New Year's Eve. I was already passed out the whole time, and they took a lot of pictures, my friends. They are my friends, just underlining. So we head back kind of disappointed with our night. Like most people, 95% of the time, we are not trying to match Louisa and Maddie's story here, but um, I got back to the station that we were supposed to, a herd of people trying to spill out of the metro station. So the metro station manager, an Emirati, which if you guys don't know, it's the local, uh, it's the word you use to describe a local from the UAE, United Arab Emirates. Yeah, that's what I thought. It wasn't the case. So um, he was trying to herd us out of the metro station. And there was a moment, you know, that eye-to-eye -eye connection thing. I was like, hmm, okay. He's wearing his national attire, the white head wrap, the big Casper-like gown, I guess, uh, which is airy. Um, once we were all out of the metro station, he took a moment to take a smoke outside. And I was waiting for a cab so I can get home. And he walks up to me and says, hey, how was your night? Not in that accent. Uh, it was more like, hey, what did you do tonight? Something like that. Very bad accent. Don't, don't, don't. Anyway, so he goes, um, you, you live in Dubai? And I was like, yeah, born and raised. He's like, oh, OK, cool, cool. Where, where did you go tonight? I was like, doesn't matter, it was a bad night. He's like, oh, okay, okay. Well, um, do you wanna give me a number? I was like, whoa, that's way too soon. We just met, and let me just give you context. This is not a grinder app. This is someone in person, Emirati. This is a country where holding hands between straight people is illegal, technically. So if someone complained, you could be in jail. But here he was, propositioning, kind of, that's what I thought. And I was like, sure, what's the harm in exchanging BBM pins, right? You all remember that. It happened at some point, back in the, yeah. So um, we exchange, and we say goodnight for the night. And then 1st of Jan rolls around. I have one friend 
that I could talk to about this. Just one friend who was my straight girlfriend at that point, and she was like, yeah, why don't, why don't you just you know, see where it goes? I was like, okay, new year, new things, met someone in person for a change instead of an online app, sure, okay. Next thing I know, on 3rd of Jan, it's the weekend, after New Year's Day, and he goes, can I come pick you up on BBM? And I go, sure, well, let's go for a ride, because that's what they love doing, their Arabic culture is all about driving in their luxury cars, right? So I was expecting one to show up, but it was a Toyota Corolla. So uh, I was like, there goes my imagination of whatever I thought was gonna happen. 5 p.m., picks me up, sunset time. We go driving down towards the coastline. So Dubai, along with the other Emirates, it's all along a coastline. There's a lot of beaches and a lot of cool spots that you can hang out at. He takes me to this place where you have the best tea that they serve and you know for an Arabic person you're not drinking coffee like uh, where are your influences from but um, he said okay let's go to this place I know this place I was like I think where you're, I know where you're taking me and uh, guys just side note tea when you when you ask for a chai that's it that's all the words that you need to describe what you need don't say chai tea latte, because that's like repeating it four times over. <laughs> Chai already means a milk tea, okay? Just for your reference. Starbucks, stop appropriating my culture, okay? <laughs> Chai tea latte, no, it's not a thing. So he orders one, and I am not a coffee or a tea drinker, so I was like, sure, go ahead, have your, have your drink. And I wasn't sure what he wanted out of me at that point. He barely could string a proper sentence together in English. So I was just kind of rolling with it, and he was playing his Arabic music, and I was like, oh, this is, I get to say exotic. <laughs> Although, um, it kind of just ended very sweet and nice, no hand-holding, no, no approach, no, no trying to grab my hand or thigh or anything else. <sighs> but, um, so he dropped me right back home, and I was like, okay, see you next time, and then, the next weekend rolls around and there's a little bit of an exchange and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with this connection. It's not really going anywhere, but here's the kicker. So I'm closeted, living with my parents like any good Indian son would, because you're supposed to live till eternity with your parents. And I, for that very reason, wasn't really confident in being open about my personal life, so I had to maintain a dual one. So all my other straight friends, I hadn't officially come out to them either, so I picked a Friday night right after where I lied to my straight friends and I said, I'm gonna stay in, I've got a family thing to attend. And to my parents I was like, I'm gonna go out because I've got my friend's birthday, so can you see the dual life? You gotta make wiggle room for what you really wanna do even though I didn't know what it was gonna be. So we go out, well, I go out to where he lives at, and this is a very super Emirati, local inhabited, like bungalows, villas, farmhouses, what have you, and I'm meeting him in the parking lot of a mall, because that's where he chose to invite me as a pickup point. Red flag, I know, right? But um, I go, because I'm confident and very adventurous like that, I suppose. 
I reach the parking lot, and sure enough, he's timely, surprisingly for an Arab person. <laughs> they are never on time. Uh, he rolls up, and he's like, hey, come on in, join in me. And this time, it was an upgrade. It wasn't a Toyota Corolla. It was an SUV, true Arabic style. And then I hop in. It's smelling of ether. If you don't know what ether is, it's a very strong perfume uh, common in the Middle East. I sit in there, he's got his mellow Arabic music playing, and we're driving along, it's dark, it's past midnight, and we're just going along into this dark dirt road, and I'm like, is this where I'm gonna die? I don't know <laughs> what's about to happen. I mean, this guy is a national of this country. If anything were to happen to me, he's still fine. Uh, still, I'm like, still adventurous, let's go. Um, we drive along, the street lights start diminishing, like diminishing, too many beers, sorry. Uh, street lights diminish and it gets darker and darker and we're going around deeper and deeper, seemingly into a forest, but it was actually a desert. And then there was a farmhouse behind which he stopped the car and he goes, yeah, that's it. Just looks at me as if things are just gonna erupt by looking at me. Anyway, so he tries to grab my hand and I'm like all coy, like I had Chase describe me as fake coyness, right? So Scorpio blood comes out and I'm like, okay, some rear ending is about to happen, maybe. I gotta feel it out first. I went back to the boot. This is like, can you, can you just take, take in the moment for a second. This is Dubai, in a local community, in the middle of the night, or it's almost 1.30 at this point, and I'm here with this local Emirati dude about to get some action, or so I thought. And basically, all that airiness of his Casper outfit was beginning to show. So I, cu I cupped a feel. See, okay, this is something I can work with. Um, and then in typically uh, Arab fashion, that was all was needed. So three and a half minutes, did someone say before? Yeah, 30 seconds, more like. Uh, so there was a lot of wetness around everything. And I was like, now what? I lied to my mom, I lied to my parents, like friends, the ones that I could have gone out and had a great night out with. But here I am in this car, which I can't get out of. And he needs to drop me back to my car because there was no Uber back then. There was no, nobody's gonna come and pick me up. So I gotta like ride this out. And he's like, uh, uh, I, I take you back. And I was like, I guess. Is there another alternative to this that I don't wanna know about? Um, but it's a very, very, very awkward right back and it's dead quiet only music playing and he's dead on looking at the road as if i didn't even exist that look do you guys remember that look that he gave me earlier no none of that yeah you better be ashamed 30 seconds like i didn't even get anything out of this entire experience so there he was driving me back all the cars in the parking lot are gone this is Dubai, all we have is shopping malls. Cars gone, only person being dropped off. So 
for lack of a better phrase, I felt like a hooker who didn't get paid. And I was being dropped off back to my car. And next thing I know, oh, ooh, I have 15 missed calls from my mom. Uh, how do I respond to this? Or not at all, and that's what I did. I didn't respond to those at all. And I drove back thinking about all the things I could have done and all of the things that I thought this could have been, and none of that happened. And I was beginning to really examine my life in that moment. I was like, wouldn't it be nice if I could just date a regular person, be able to tell my friends about it and not lie, and at least come back and tell them about the bad experience I just had? I had no one to talk to, not even an online Skype friend or whatever Trace said he dealt with earlier. But I reached back home and I made a quick, cunning excuse for why I didn't answer my phone. I said, oh, my phone was probably under my seat somewhere in the back. I couldn't find it, mom. That's why I couldn't answer. It wasn't like I was playing around with a local boy. Um, but in that moment, it was already 3 a.m. by the time I had parked my car in the basement of my apartment building. And as I walked up, there was no walk of shame. It was just a lift of shame just going up to the third floor, and I thought to myself, this year is when I'm gonna make a change. I'm gonna tell my friends about myself so I don't have to endure anything like this alone ever again. And it also kind of reminded me of a quote, not very famous, but still kind of popular, Barney Stinson from How I Met Your Mother, if you remember the New Year's Eve episode, he said, nothing good comes out after 2 a.m. I rest my case. <laughs>